You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. This is Chuck Marone. Welcome back to the Strong Towns Podcast. Last Friday, I gave a talk here in my hometown. Uh, we had Brainerd History Week, and uh, they invited me to give a lecture on the history of Brainerd from a, a planning standpoint. They asked me to come in and, and basically talk about this town as a planner, as, as someone who, uh, I, I kind of build it as the archeology span of Brainerd. Like let's, let's take this thing apart and try to understand what people were thinking a hundred plus years ago when they first, uh, first founded this place and laid out the original plat and all that. And I gotta say, I was kind of surprised to be asked. I, I have not been, uh, the most popular person in official circles, this, this history week has actually become kind of an official thing. You know, there's city council members that set it up, that line things up, not huge fans of mine. Uh, there are, you know, the, the, the movers and shakers in the community that kind of line up behind the thing again, <laughs> not, not always huge fans of mine. So uh, all of a sudden here I'm, I'm being asked to be part of this. And I have to say, I was quite humbled. I was quite grateful and I, I took it as a, as a good opportunity to share the, the core parts of our message. I got to say it was well attended. Uh, people were excited. People were grateful. They were really thankful. Um, and it, it turned out really, really well. It's, it's funny cause I give lots and lots of these talks, uh, around the country and I, I never get nervous. You know, some people get nervous speaking in front of groups. I, I never get nervous. It's never, <laughs> I haven't for a, a long, long time. I, I, I'm actually in many ways more comfortable speaking in front of a group of, you know, 200, 300 people than I am speaking in a group of 20 or 30, especially at a dinner or something like that. You know, there's those, the kind of small chat stuff I, I, I really uh, freak out over. But the big, the big things I like, it's, it's good. I always get nervous though, speaking in my hometown and, and I can't really explain it. You know, that's something inside of me. Uh, these people know me, uh, you know, they, they, <laughs> they know my family. They know things about me that other people in the country don't know. It just, it makes me a little bit nervous. You know, I get, a, I get a little uptight. Well, this one went fantastic, went really great. And it, it got me thinking you know, a, a few years back when I first started going out, giving these talks, when I did the first curbside chats and I did the first ones here in my hometown and in the, the area immediately around us, I, I, I've told you in the past, I had this antagonist, this local antagonist, she's kind of a mean person anyway, but she would follow me around and, you know, harass me, uh, try to, you know, put me in my place, that kind of thing. One of the things that she used to say to me is you know you call this the a movement you say you've you've got the strong downs movement who is this who's part of this movement it's just you come on you're a free, you know, you're a fraud this is just you and i say no no you know we have other people blah, 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 blah. but but we really you know 
she was kind of calling my bluff. It, it was just me, uh, me and a handful of, of others, right? It's not anymore. It's not, it's not anymore. We, we passed the thousand member mark last year. Uh, that was a doubling of our membership from the year before. We are on our way this year to doubling that again to 2000. And today I'm actually going to talk about the state of strong towns, the state of the strong towns movement. And I'm going to do this in the context of this being our summer membership drive. I need all of you. I need everybody listening to this to go to our website, to go to strongtowns.org, click on the membership button in the upper right corner and sign up to become a member of strong towns. We need to get 2,000 members this year. We are at, as, as start of today, 1225. So we're up, you know, a couple, th- a couple hundred from the beginning of the year, which is good, which is good, but we need to get a lot further. We need to, we need to get a, a lot, <laughs> a lot further down this path over the next week if we're going to be successful. But to my antagonist here locally who said, well, you know, what is this movement? It's nothing. It's just you. No, it's not. It's me. It's you. It's 1,200 people plus who have signed up to be members. It's going to be 2,000 by the end of the year. And it's literally thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who are reading our stuff, who are sharing our stuff, and who are part of our ongoing conversation. I want to take a moment and give you a little sense of how things are going because we we made a big bet. <laughs> we made a big bet on all of you. Uh, our board uh, started, this, this current incarnation of a board started a, a little less than two years ago. And we, we had this new board because things had changed. Uh, we could see that. We could tell. We could uh, feel it. You know, it, it, I, I can't say I started out just to be a, a Minnesota thing, but I, I started out not knowing what we were going to be. Uh, we started out just talking to the people around here about the things that were going on in central Minnesota. And all of a sudden, we started to get asked in more and more places, started to travel around the country. Our audience online grew. The people showing up at our talks grew. Uh, this thing started to, to go in a different direction. And it really outstripped any expectation that I had for what the original blog and the original conversation was going to be. So our board members uh, came in with kind of a, a clear mandate. Hey, this has changed. Uh, help us figure out what to do. We we feel like we have the chance here to do something big, something important, something that would matter. Help us figure this out. And over the course of the first year with this new board, uh, we delved into this question and made some really hard decisions. I'm going to focus a little bit on the financial ramifications of those decisions because I've talked about some of the strategic ones in the past. I mean, we basically shifted from being an organization that was trying a whole lot of things and trying to figure out what to do to one that did three things uh, and did three things uh, that that we did well and and try to do them as best we can. The first is we create content. Uh, We try to create the most uh, provocative, the most, uh, connecting the, the, 
the hardest hitting, the most insightful content that we can. The second thing we do is we distribute it broadly. We try to get it in as many hands of as many people as we can using all kinds of different streams and all kinds of different ways. And then the third thing is that we nudge people to take action. We encourage people uh, through the way we present things, the way we uh, format things, the way we uh, distribute uh, to take action in their own communities, to actually be someone who matters. And that, that action can be as small and subtle as sharing our content, and it can be as large and, and uh, you know, impactful as undertaking a, a project or running for council or, you know, d doing something. Uh, we have uh, literally hundreds of people out there doing stuff right now, inspired by strong towns. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you can probably hear the train going by. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the financial ramifications of this shift. Uh, because they're significant, you know, my background is in consulting. I got out of college in 1995 and went to work for an engineering consultant. Uh, when I left that firm to go back to graduate school, I wound up starting my own consulting firm, largely because cities started to call me and, and I just said, okay, I can, I can do that. Uh, I can help you with that. And pretty soon I'm, I'm running a consulting firm with uh, five offices and 13 staff, and we're working all over the state of Minnesota. Uh, consulting was very uh, natural for me. And, you know, the, the original staff we brought on came from the consulting world too, and consulting was very easy for us. We found consulting to be very also lucrative. Uh, the requests just poured in, and quite frankly, today, the requests continue to pour in. It's 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 a rare week that goes by that I don't get asked uh, to be a consultant in one capacity or another. Would you come to our city and help us with this? Uh, would you partner with us on this team? Uh, we're asked continuously to serve as consultants. We opted not to do that. And one of the things uh, that is part of narrowing our mission down to those three things that we said we do well is uh, that we're not going to do consulting anymore. Um, that, uh, the, the reasons why are many, and this is probably going to be a recurring theme, but what we found with the consulting work is that we could do some good in a specific area, but that the rest of what we did, the stuff that really mattered a lot more, the stuff that was having the most impact, uh, that kind of languished, it kind of fell off to the side. And so consulting, even though it was very lucrative for us, became quite a distraction. Kind of hand in hand with that came some of the work we were doing with foundations. Uh, we had some foundations that we had developed relationships with and they wanted us to do stuff that I would call consulting kind of work. Things that were not really in our core, um, our core mission, our core uh, strategic plan. Here's how we think we can change the world. Here's how we think we can make the biggest difference. The stuff that these uh, foundations want us to do were, were not in that wheelhouse. And, you know, we walked away from, and we did it a kind way, I, I hope. I mean, I think we were, I think we were upfront and good about this and hopefully, you know, have kept everyone's respect. Uh, but we basically said, like, we can't accept this grant. We can't do this project. We're uh, not going to do this anymore. And, you know, we've 
we've had some uh, foundation contacts since. Um, but quite frankly, we've not made a lot of headway with foundations since we made this switch. Um, we're working on that, and I'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. But essentially, uh, we you know, walked away from a large pot of money uh, because it didn't fit our mission. It didn't, it didn't fit what we saw making a difference. When we look at something like advertising, now advertising was something that we considered. We had a number of places contact us saying, we want to advertise with you. We would like to have a placement in your podcast, a placement on your site, uh, we would like to advertise with you. And we actually went back and forth, you know, is, is advertising consistent with what we're trying to do? Um, you know, we see places like national public radio do advertising, pretty much everyone who's in our kind of space doing media work does some type of advertising along with it. And we thought, are, are we silly for not doing this? Should we be doing this too? Are there ways we can do this? That would not be a, a distraction. And we opted to say no to that as well. Uh, we opted to say no really for two reasons. First, uh, it, 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 it's, we just weren't logistically set up to do it. I mean, uh, our staff is really small. Uh, none of us are sales and marketing people. None of us do online advertising, right? Uh, we could have gone with the Google ads, but a, a few years ago, I accidentally turned on the Discuss ads. Uh, at the end of our posts, uh, we have the comment section, and we've turned off the ads on that. But when I initially set it up, I didn't realize you could you could turn them off, and they were on. And so it was the standard list of, uh, you know, clickbait, Viagra, you know, all all that, uh, just all that junk, and it just didn't feel right. It just looked bad. It just looked like this is not us. We're not we're not here doing this. The other thing is that uh, we wanted our, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this word, and it, it has some implications uh, for others. I'm speaking more about us than I am about other organizations and other people who take this approach. But we wanted our message to be uncompromised. You know, I I don't think that taking advertising dollars compromises you per se, but you know uh, when we uh, publish things. We don't, you know, sometimes we use titles uh, and headlines that are catchy, um, but we don't do things for clickbait, right? We're, we're, we're not set up. Uh, the advertising model uh, maximizes revenue by maximizing clicks, by maximizing the, the number of people who click on a site. And we're not about maximizing clicks. We're about maximizing our reach and our audience and our engagement levels. Uh, but we're not about clicks and advertising kind of starts to make it about clicks. And we just didn't want it to be that we didn't want it to be that we didn't want people to get the impression for us that the things we were writing uh, had anything to do with our wishing to drive traffic to our site. Now, do we wish to drive traffic to our site? Absolutely. We too. Uh, but we want to do it because our message resonates, not because we've, you know, had, uh, you know, you won't believe what this person did, uh, kind of headlines. Uh, that's not us. So when you look at these things, what we've said is that, uh, we're going to be make or break here on two things. One, uh, we're going to make money from our events. 
uh, when I go speak, I, I do some things that aren't paid, uh, but uh, more often than not, we are raising revenue as part of those speaking engagements. And that revenue is what pays a lot of our bills around here. We are also uh, having revenue from membership and from donations from generous individuals. And because we've foregone all these other modes of revenue, all these other streams of, of making money, some that were very easy and very lucrative, what it does is it puts a lot of pressure on us uh, to have people who are committed, people who are willing to become members, people who are willing to donate to our organization. And uh, it, 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 it puts us firmly uh, aligned with growing that. Our theory of change is pretty simple. We believe that we will see the change we want in the world when we have a million people in this country who care enough about the Strong Towns message to share it with someone else. We believe that when there are a million people in this country of 300 million plus, when one out of every 300 people cares enough about the stuff that we are sharing to actually take it and do something with it, to share it with someone else, to forward it to their council members, to, you know, uh, talk to their uh, barber or beautician about it, to, 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 to do something with it. When we reach that level, our message, which is so common sense, which is so straightforward, which is so powerful for people, uh, will be too front and center to ignore. Our cities will not be able to do stupid things anymore without enough people having a common language to talk about an alternative for that to not be part of the conversation. We will see the change we want when we have enough people talking about strong towns where the strong towns approach is an unavoidable alternative that cities everywhere have to deal with. Because once they have to deal with it, it just happens, right? It's just, it, it, it's so obvious when you do the math, when you make financially sound investments, everything else just falls into place. So our theory of change is a million people who care and that the world will change when we get to those million people. This is a long process. Um, and by long, I mean short. <laughs> uh, you know, in terms of the acceleration of our readership, the acceleration of our reach. Um, but we're talking years, not weeks, right? We're talking... Uh, years, not weeks, but we're not talking decades either. We set out a five-year strategic plan to reach a million people who care. Part of reaching that million people who care is a significant number of them opting to help us accelerate that change. Uh, you know, we've set membership goals of doubling every year, uh, 500 to 1,000. We did that. This year, 1,000 to 2,000. We're going to do that too. Next year, it'll be 2,000 to 4,000. These are, these are scary numbers when we start to go 2,000 to 4,000, 4,000 to 8,000. But I have to tell you, going to 1,000, 2,000 was scary until we got into this year, right? And now I'm looking at the numbers and I'm looking at all of you and the feedback that I get and the emails that I get and the messages that I get and the number of people who are engaged with our content. And I just say, look, this is, this is working. This is working. Things are starting to move in the right direction. And the idea that, you know, one person shares with another, 
that person shares with another, that person shares with another. Uh, being the way we're going to grow this movement has been absolutely astounding to watch. We have to keep the momentum. And so I need you today uh, to go to strongtowns.org, click on membership, and make a donation, sign up to become a member, uh, help us to accelerate this pace of change. It's accelerating now. We need to keep it going, and we need you to be part of that, to do it. I want to talk just a little bit about uh, some of the testimonials that I've been receiving lately and the, the people that have been contacting me because there's been a, a shift in that as well. Uh, we've worked really hard to uh, package our content and, and put the stuff that we do out in a way that is engaging to people and in a way that people feel confident in sharing. Uh, we can see that. We can see that having a, a huge effect. When, when we get the analytics, and we get you know, probably the best analytics from, from Google Analytics, but we also get some really, really detailed and interesting stuff from Facebook and their analytics. When, when we look at the analytics, it's, it's astounding to us the levels of engagement that we have. Um, we can take some of the big players in our space. And by big players in our space, I mean media companies who have advocacy messages along with them, okay? So, you know, you, you've, you've got a bunch of other players. Um, it's amazing because in terms of raw numbers of connections, we've actually passed a lot of them. Uh, you know, ones that were years ago way ahead of us. All of a sudden, we've blown past them without even, you know, without slowing down. It's 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 been really incredible. Um, we now have a, a, quite a substantial number of connections on that platform. But the thing that I'm most proud of, you can look at a couple of organizations, and I won't mention them, but I put them in our annual report. If you want to go. Uh, Google Strong Tans Annual Report. Uh, we published it for everybody. You can check that out on our website. Uh, we have some organizations with literally uh, 10 times uh, to 20 times the number of connections that we have, the raw number of connections. Yet our engagement levels are nearly on par with them. Uh, nearly on par with them. We. We have the same number of engagements, the same number of people who are liking our content, who are commenting on our content, and most importantly, who are sharing our content with other people as these organizations with budgets that are 10 times, you know, 20 times what ours are, with, with connections that are 10 times, 20 times what ours are. It's, it's astounding to me. And what that says is that the Strong Towns message really connects with people. It really resonates with people. It really hits home. And because it hits home, we're able to do so much with so little. Our entire budget last year. If you took out the travel, the, the reimbursed uh, travel cost was only $220,000. That's nothing. That's nothing. Our budget this year will be around 300000 When you compare that to some of the other people who are doing similar work, uh, we have a teeny, teeny, tiny budget. Yet we are changing the conversation in this country. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you some of these testimonials because I, I will have people come up to me. I was at CNU two weeks ago in Detroit. I can't tell you I, I, 
20, maybe, maybe 25 people over the course of the three days that I was there came up to me and said, I want to tell you how much your work means to me. I want to tell you uh, what a difference it has made. I share your stuff all the time. I share your stuff all the time. I, I take your stuff and I give it to other people. And to me, there's nothing more affirming of what we're trying to do than that statement right there. I give your stuff to other people. I share it. Uh, when we do something well, we see it here. It shows up in our analytics. It shows up in our numbers. It shows up in the things that we do. When we hit a home run, when we, and, and, and the funny thing is, is when I first started out, this was like once every three months. And then it got to be like once a month. And then it got to be once every couple of weeks. And now uh, we're seeing these kind of breakthrough articles, you know, two, three times a week where people, uh, you know, we put something up and people react strongly to it and they share it with others. And the conversation kind of, you know, balloons uh, from there in a way that's really, really positive. Um, we see other conversations popping up. I, I got invited a few weeks back into a, a LinkedIn group where they were discussing uh, an article that I had written and the discussion was pretty advanced. It was a, a bunch of engineers actually kind of debating the merits of something I had written and it was a real healthy conversation. It was, it was great to see. We see these things happening all the time, all the time, all over the place. My inbox. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm, I'm still plagued by uh, being overwhelmed by email, but it's, it's getting better. And I, I did SaneBox and I still do. And I, I kind of got to the inbox zero approach and I was doing really well. And then the, the deluge just hit again. And now I'm buried under like 300 emails and I, I snooze them, most of them till the next day. I deeply apologize if you've emailed me or messaged me on Facebook and I've not gotten back to you. I I devote an hour a day to answering email and I do not get through, I, I don't get through the emails on my list. I, I just don't. And I, I really apologize for that because I want to get through them all. Um, but the volume of people that we have who are emailing us, who are uh, sending us stuff, who are, you know, thanking us for the work that we do, it's, it's overwhelming. It, it really is. And it's humbling at the same time. Um, we see it. We see this. Uh, we see this movement taking off. And quite frankly, the only thing that we're lacking right now is just resources. Uh, the only thing we're lacking right now is just uh, the resources to be able to do more. Um, I would love to hire more writers. <laughs> you know, we have a number of contributors. They're fantastic. Uh, but we've got some plans to hire some more writers and I, I just need, I just need the money to do it. Um, I would love to, and, and this is on the drawing board right now. Um, I would love to start a, another podcast stream. Uh, we have plans to do a more, uh, reporting style of podcast, uh, that would be a, a little bit more highly edited, uh, would be along the lines of a, you know, a, a, a Freakonomics kind of podcast or This American Life, something something that would, would have multiple voices and multiple edits and, and really be a story. 
we're not there yet. And we're not there yet because uh, we don't have the resources to do it. Um, we're still doing kind of the low hanging fruit stuff that we can pull off with the budget that we've got, which is, like I said before, is very, very small. Uh, we want to continue to expand our curbside chat program. Uh, the curbside chat has been wildly successful and we've really done a lot in this last year to plus the upfront work, plus the follow-up work and do a lot more so that our engagements matter uh, even more so that our message has greater velocity, uh, has greater stickiness. But we want to do more with the curbside chat. We're planning a summit. We want to actually get people together to talk about issues uh, from a strong town's perspective and use that to uh, highlight an agenda and drive, uh, really drive the conversation in communities across the country. We're, we're just lacking the resources, right? Uh, but all these things are going to be solved if we meet our membership goals. If we continue to add members at the pace that we're on, if we grow our membership as fast as we grow our audience, uh, all of these things will be ready to do in due time. All of these things will have the budget to do. All of these things will have the ability to do. All of these things uh, we're going to be set up to do, but we have to have members. We have to have you uh, taking that step and saying, look, uh, I listen to this stuff. I think it's important. I think this is a message that needs to get out. I think this is a message that is going to change the country. I want to be part of it. I'm going to go to the website and sign up to be a member. We need you to do that. I am really bad at asking for money. Uh, <laughs> we had, uh, in our, in our board meeting we had at the beginning of the year, uh, they do a review of the executive of the organization, which is me. We sat down and my board members you know, filled out a form, basically. And then we had a conversation about the things that I personally do well and the things that I, I don't do well. And it was very helpful. It was very helpful. And they were very complimentary. There's a lot of things they like about what I do. In fact, they were very complimentary, but the, the thing that I struggle with the most is asking for money. Um, and I'm not sure why I'm, I'm not sure why. And it was actually pointed out by the board members, you know, you're, you're sacrificing a lot for this. Uh, you're not ashamed to lead by example. Why don't you just ask people to contribute? Why don't you just ask people to give a little bit more? And I don't know. It's hard for me. I've, I've always been the kind of leader who just says, all right, here's, here's where I'm headed. Here's where I'm going. Uh, who's with me? And, you know, if the thing was worthy, there's been people there with me. Um, that's kind of where we're at right now. I, I'm a sponsor of Strong Towns. I give $1,000 a year and, uh, you know, do donate a lot of other things along the way as well. Uh, I believe in this mission. I believe in, in what we're doing. I believe that it matters. Um, I'm not asking you to give what you can't. Uh, I'm not asking you to give what is beyond your means or what would uh, hurt in any way. I'm, I'm not asking you to sacrifice uh, in the way that, uh, you know, others have done and, and are doing. I'm asking you to give what you can. Uh, we've got membership levels as low as $25 a year. 
And uh, for $25 a year, you, you have my thanks and my gratitude, and, and you're helping us to accelerate this pace of change. We have memberships all the way up to the $1,000 a year sponsor. Um, if you are a person who, are, who is in a position to do more than that, uh, get a hold of me. We, we have lots of needs and lots of things we can talk about and, and lots of ways that you can help us accelerate this movement and bring about the change that we want to see in the world. I'm going to cut it off there for today. We're um, going to be coming at you all week long with stuff. Uh, tomorrow we've got a podcast recorded at CNU with a, a, a member, one of our founding members, one of our super members from the very beginning. And then later this week, we're going to chat with uh, our staff, chat with our board members and, and just Come back and, and keep asking you to, uh, to do your part. Uh, go to the website, strongtowns.org. Get signed up to be a member and help us accelerate this pace of change. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for, boy, just allowing me to be here and, and to do this. Uh, it, it, it's amazing what we're doing together. Thank you, and keep doing what you can to build strong hands. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org. They know that America's one big pothole right now. Bill, 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 Bill. That's a story. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. Oh, the City! I like you. I like your vision of the of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit, Agenda 21. Yeah. 